2: It's the one and only hip hop gamer right off the bat. This is Brandon Scoop B Robinson. I'ma tell you right now, son, for real, man. Like, your whole style mentality is sharp, just like how you dress, bro. Thank you, sir. I love you, man, and y'all need to know this, man. First off, we're gonna start like this. Like, I seen you when you was a kid, you know what I'm saying? Doing interviews with people in sports. And you're a grown man, and the passion just grows. It's amazing what you do, what you've done, and what you accomplish. I want to start out with this question, man. Do you remember your, like, first, you know, interview ever, and what it took for you to even get to that point? Because I I can imagine a lot of people, even at your young age, having doubts against you.
1: What's up, man? Well, I mean, my first interview, uh, I remember, was 1997, November 1997. uh, with. Keith Van Horn, play for the wow, played for, for, play yeah. for the Nets. for the He was a rookie. Um, at the time, I had a radio show called Nets Slamming Planet. The Nets were doing a rebrand. John Calipari was the head coach of the Nets at the time. Now he's at, at uh, Kentucky. And uh, Keith Van Horn was a rookie on that team. You had Sam Cassell, Jason Williams, Kendall Gill, all those guys on the team. And he was the first person that I ever interviewed, an NBA player I ever interviewed, was I nervous a little bit because it was my first interview? Yeah. Um, but basketball and just knowing the culture, knowing um, the plays, knowing you know the things that I knew. It was it wasn't an easy. And easy. I don't want to say it was easy, but it was fun. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't lame.
2: Yo, that's it's not, it's not work for you technically no. speaking is just as fun as passion like how we doing here when i destroy you in nba 2k after this interview He's talking so, already. so here's the deal <laughs> so here's He's talking the deal. Already. I, now my next question for you and this is more of a passion passionate question cuz this is an inspirational show but um as you grew older you know what i'm saying you're always trying to do so many things things may go your way things may not go your way what's one of the like biggest hardships you probably came across, or one of those moments where it seemed like somebody was trying to take your dream away, but you fought for it to stay here and stay relevant and doing what you do today. Like walk me through that process. I mean,
1: I think the biggest thing is a couple of things. One, I think um, there, I think the culture, as far as the shift from the, or the combination of sports, culture, music, entertainment. I think when you look at history in the past with hip hop, I think it took a long time for people to take hip hop seriously. Right. Um by the same token, I think with, with journalism, a lot of times it's been a good old boy club. Um and okay. I think that there are people who paved the way. You know, you had your Stur Scots, you had your Jamel Hills, you have your Brian and Greg Gumbles. But I think in this new age where the digital space is running as well as um just the rebranding of, you know, how, the infrastructure of how <laughs> to make money, yeah. um, I think a lot of young people are still figuring out and being underpaid. Um I think that the biggest thing is probably under being underpaid, but also um, almost like you, you got to be perfect in order to, to get that, that wow. break, even as I'm growing. And I think the, the, the thing for me is um, I don't think you always have to hit the grand slam or the home run. I think if you're consistent mm. and you hit the double, you hit the single, you hit the triple, you may steal a base here and there, you'll still get to the point of, of where you need to be and, and you'll be able to prefer, preferably win the game. Um, so I think the biggest thing is, is being consistent and not taking no from someone who's not qualified to tell you yes.
2: Oh, wait, 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 wait. You got to say that part again. So that's the quote of the year. Like even next year. The year's year. almost over. You don't say that. Nah, that's the quote of the next year, too. <laughs> wait, you got you to gotta say that again. You said don't take no from someone that's not qualified to tell you yes
1: Dude,
2: yes. oh my God, that's the best part of the interview right there. So, now my next question, I got a few more for you. Uh, when it comes to just sports in general and stuff like that, right? You know, you see your Stephen A. Smiths and Max Kellerman's up there doing anything on ESPN. But I also know um, at one point you was on CBS radio. I'm not sure if you still there doing no. things, but I know you was on CBS radio and stuff like that, doing some things there. And then now you going around talking, um, doing public speaking and everything like that. Like... What was it, what did you learn or experience at CBS Radio that you was able to take with you once you left that? Because that CBS is big, but it's like you're doing even bigger things since you left. That's amazing.
1: Well, I think the biggest thing, well, thank you. The thing, the biggest thing is um, headlines. I think um, how to make things pop. So, for example, uh, Scoopy Radio, you guys can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn app. Visit ScoopyRadio.com. We've had anybody from uh, Kenny the Jet Smith to um, Terrell Owens to um, Fabulous to oh, the wow. rapper to Too Short to Pete Sampras, and one of the things that I think um, a lot of people just want podcasts to do video and do audio, but you have to have that. You have to have the text to, to supplement what you're doing. Mm. Um, so, you know, me being a writer, first and foremost, and then me having a podcast where you can embed stuff into um, you, the things that you're writing, I think the biggest thing is knowing how to make uh, your headlines pop. Uh, mm. I'll give you a perfect example of Please that. Please do. So, uh, the basketball players, Kenyon Martin and Tim Thomas, they've had feuds going all the way back to 2004. Um, and I've inter- interviewed both of the gentlemen. Uh, they talked about their beef years later. And a direct quote um, in my interview that I wrote in my article with Kenyon Martin. It says, Kenyon Martin on Tim Thomas. I should have kicked his ass. Wow. So on Twitter.
2: from 2004 and made it pop for 2017. Right,
1: but it was a quote that was relevant to now because I interviewed him on the podcast and we talked about that. The point I'm making is not to restart a feud, but just knowing what keywords to get people moving. Kenyon Martin on Tim Thomas, colon, quotation, I should have kicked his ass. People are gonna to want to read that on Twitter because headlines sell, you know. And I okay. think, to be honest with you, that that was what I really took from my experience at CBS—just knowing how to write concise headlines uh, that attracts people's attention, and just knowing what quotes. Um, go where to attribute where to get things moving, and then that's how you get the complexes talking. That's how you get the TMZs talking. That's how you get um, Fox Sports. You get all these different people moving because at the end of the day, people don't read already. They'll listen to video before they watch it. Mm. So if you get a headline that gets people moving on Twitter, or on on like my mother calls me an instigator all day. She says, "What headline are you creating today, Brandon <laughs> But I mean, in all actuality, it's just it's just the right headline, the right timing. So you got to look at news pegs. What's going on that fits that dynamic of what you're trying to to get moving. So yeah that's what I learned during my time at CBS.
2: That's amazing. So a couple more questions then go wrap it up you know before I destroy them. it's okay. So you go. um, I got to plug that in, man. So uh, so my next question and um, this question right here is more for the viewers and stuff like that. but there's a lot of people uh, that's just trying to figure it out. Like I said, this show is about inspiration and the key thing is don't sell your dream to a nine- to five corporation. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like if you want to do something, do it. But a lot of people don't know where to start and they got a lot of fears. So can you share a little bit of things that you managed to do to overcome like in the world of journalism and stuff like that? Because there's journalists out there right now <coughs> that feel like in order for them to make it, they gotta get a job here. But you're doing things on your own, on your own energy and in your own brand and you built it. What, what can you tell us something that you feel is very pivotive? and how you went from one area in a level to the next level, next area in that level.
1: Well, to be honest with you, you know, I think that kind of ties into what I said about not telling, uh, not accepting no from someone who who can't, is not qualified to tell you, yes, I think, you know, I've had a great start to my career as a kid and going into adulthood, I was, I was a, I was a uh, I was a writer at The Source Magazine, I was at CBS, mm. um, and now I'm managing editor and columnist at Respect Magazine. But aside from all of that, I think the biggest thing is, you know, nine to fives I do think are overrated, but I think the thing is, what do you do that's an extension to the job you have as far as a brand? So mm. I use this example all the time. Back in like 97, 98, Michael Jordan had the Jordan sneaker line, but then he also had the Jordan brand. The Jordan brand was separate from the Jordan sneaker line, so he signed guys like Eddie Jones, mm. Derek Jeter, um, Vin Baker, um, some of those other guys. And those were, those guys, Ray Allen, those guys represented Michael Jordan. Um, so I think for people who are trying to kind of make their thing shine or pop, um, it's what you do with your time when you're not a sitting at a desk, or if you don't have a job and you're looking for that ideal job, why not create that job? I think a lot of times people wait for someone to co-sign them and make them relevant when like you're flying in the person that you're trying to get to co-sign you. Oh, And I know, but I'm serious, like I think a lot of times people think, oh, I got to get this job so people will recognize me. Like, and then when you get that job, you stress out and and, and you realize like it's not everything is cracked up to be. I believe that you should be consistent and you should be looking for that next big thing. But at the same time, if it's not there, create it. Yo, I know you for a while. But dude, this interview, I just feel like
2: it just brought me closer to you. Awesome, real son, dude. This is dope, and I thank you for being here. My last question to you: Who wins the championship this year? Wow. NBA baby, you already know who wins the championship uh, this I mean, year.
1: I think you look at the, uh, I think you look at the landscape. The last few years, it's been Cleveland and, and Golden State every year. Um, I, I like Cleveland's chances more this year. Uh, really? I do. You know, Kevin Love. I think a guy that kind of was the third fiddle when Kyrie Irving and LeBron were playing together. He stepped up, you know, a guy that... Big time. Yeah, a, a jump shooter, a spot-up jump shooter, um, but, you know, it's helped by Tristan Thompson when he's on, you know, but I also like the addition of Jay Crowder to the to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Me too. I yeah, felt that. He's,
2: he's solid. He's solid oh and got a good
1: three-point three shot. Um, and I think that, you know, to go to that three point shot, that was one area where the Cavaliers struggled last year um, in the NBA Finals. You know, uh, Darren Williams wasn't on, Kyle Corver was iffy, and JR Smith, you know, being a former Nick at times, could, could be inconsistent. But I think this year, uh, I think the Cavaliers respond, or LeBron James led team responds when they, you know, they have their backs up against the wall. And I like their chances this year. But I also think a determining factor on how well they'll, they'll do will be, um, when those two teams play against each other um and and we'll see what, what happens but
2: you know that's what i'm talking about so look
1: scoop b it's my dude let them know where
2: they can find you at man
1: visit scoopb.com. that's my info page visit scoopbradio.com subscribe on itunes google play TuneIn app stitcher app scoopbradio.com we've had anybody from gloria allred attorney gloria allred to terrell owens Allen iverson kenny the jet smith uh everywhere but more importantly Make sure you visit on Twitter. Follow me at Scoop B, Instagram, Scoop underscore B, Snapchat, Scoop underscore B. Thanks for having me, man.
2: You already know what it is. Now, look, I'm going to tell you something. Don't believe anything he says. I'm I'm going to take something from your book right now in terms of the headlines Uh and stuff like that. I got a headline for you right now. Uh-oh. Scoop B versus Stephen A. Smith in a debate. Who wins? And I met up with Stephen A. Smith at the Floyd Mayweather fight uh, and McGregor fight, and he, he had a lot of interesting things to say and that's my man, I like Stephen A. I know but, Stephen A. And, I, 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 I yeah, like so, Stephen
1: A. Um, yeah, It wouldn't happen because I don't debate. <laughs> I don't debate. Oh. I'm not a debater. I mean, I can sit and talk and have a conversation, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not the guy to be sitting up and yelling all day. That's just not in my... in my With my family and friends, that's one thing. Professionally, <laughs> you're not going to catch me acting a fool. So Stephen A wins. I don't, I'm not doing all that. Stephen, if you're watching, <laughs> You win. All right, cool. (laughs) And now, we're about to go
2: check out this 2K. On the count of three, Get Money Gamers. You ready? All right, one, two, three.
0: Get Get Money money Gamers. gamers. Let's go. We welcome back to the show, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, host of Scoop B.
1: Radio. And he joins us live via Skype from New York. Scoop, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Miko. Thank you for having edge. me. The
2: employee went on to win $350,000 that week, betting on a rival fantasy football website, FanDuel.
1: It gives somebody an edge. I mean, it's no different than uh, someone in professional sports taking steroids and then, you know, blasting home runs out the park. Maybe that's a little extreme, but Scooby
0: the is... Press-